Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Mecklen. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Welcome to the Sunday Night Battle Cry. I'm Mark Meckler. Obviously, I'm your host here. And it looks like we have Levi wandering into the room, our guest host. He doesn't usually say a lot, and when he does, it's mostly barking, so it doesn't really make any sense. But he will warn us in case the UPS man shows up here on Sunday night to do grave harm to the family. Uh, anyway, this week's call to action, which we always start with, is a call to action because we don't want you sitting around. You can't just be on the couch, even though Levi's back there in his bed. You can't just be yelling at your TV. You can't be screaming at the battle cry. Well, you could do all that stuff as long as you get into action. Because it's true that the country's at stake. It's also true that I can't fix it. You can't fix it alone. But together, millions of us can fix it. And so that means you got to get into action. And the way to get into action is go to conventionofstates.com. Sign the petition if you haven't already done so. Most importantly, click the Take Action tab. This is the place where you can sign up to volunteer and you can actually do something instead of sitting around complaining with your friends or yelling at your wife that things are going to heck in a handbasket. You can actually do something. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do. It's really important you understand this, not just advocate for COS. Yeah, that's really important. That's one way to save the Republic. But the organization at every level will be involved in over 450 elections mostly at the state level, a lot at the school board level this cycle. Really important because you can get involved in these things. Every time we do it, we have to be real careful, state and local and federal law. We make sure we're only doing what we're allowed to do, compliant with the law, and uh, then we get involved. Then our people are involved. So you just heard about a bunch of good school board elections in Florida. Our people are involved in those. You heard about a school election in the Houston ISD at the end of last year, two suites, two seats, a swung conservative. Our folks are involved in that. One of our folks was elected to the Virginia House of Delegates. That was the last race, by the way, decided in a recount. And that person who won that race was a former COS volunteer. Really incredible stuff. I've been traveling a lot. I was just in Wyoming. Heard a great story of one of our volunteers in Wyoming who was in the legislature last year when we actually lost our vote kind of got blown out on our vote. And she turned to Senator Rick Santorum and she asked, well, what do we do now? And he said, Evie, what you do is you run for office. So this is Evie, young mother of three, decided to run for office for the first time, ran in the primary for the Wyoming Senate, and she won her primary. She's going to win the general election. She's going to be seated in the Wyoming Senate next year. So these are the things you can do. Get involved. Be in the fight. Run for office. Help people get elected to office do get out the vote stuff, do poll watching, do election integrity stuff, do second amendment stuff, get involved in your COS team, join that family, go to CO, or sorry, conventionofstates.com, sign the petition, and then click on the take action tab and be involved because you got to be involved. You got to be in the fight. Okay. So it's been another crazy news week. Will we ever have one where I can come on and just say, it's not very crazy. There's not a lot going on. Really nothing to talk about. Maybe I'll tell you stories about my dogs or my kids or something. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime. This week is no different. This week, the White House upped the rhetoric against you and me and anybody who doesn't agree with them. You remember way back to Joe Biden's inaugural speech, and he said that he was going to unite the country. He was going to bring us all together. You know, there was a question back then what he meant by unite, because there's a couple of ways you can unite a country. One is you can say, hey, 
let's agree on the things we can agree on and work towards those things and unite the country. Or you can say, you know what we need to do? We need to purge everybody that we don't like from the political system, from the commercial system, maybe from the country. And then we can all unite around the stuff that I believe. Right? That's another way of uniting. And that's been done a lot in history. People purge their political enemies. And so we were wondering, not really wondering, I kind of knew, but we were wondering what President Biden meant. Well, now it's clear because the White House says right now, Trump supporters are an extreme threat to democracy. And by Trump supporters, they mean anybody who voted for Trump, right? They're, they're not necessarily talking about people who run around with Trump flags right now, people who wear Trump hats right now. Trump's not president anymore. They are literally talking about anybody who voted for Trump, anybody who still says they might support Trump. Well, it's roughly, you know, it's not that many, 80 million people maybe. This is outrageous and it's really, really dangerous. But this is the rhetoric from the new fascist Democratic Party. And that's really what they are. My, my abbreviation, they're the NFDP, the new fascist Democratic Party, because the truth is they are fascists and they're going after their political enemies exactly as if they were a fascist party. And that might sound very hyperbolic, might sound like an outrageous thing to say. I mean, they're calling us fascists all the time. And you got to wonder, do they even know the definition of fascism? And clearly, the president's totally inept press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, I, I think that's her name. It's hard for me to know exactly. Is she French? Is she American? I don't know. Anyway, Karine, Karine, Karine Jean-Pierre says that we're fascists and that we're proto-fascist, semi-fascist, right? I mean, this is really, really dangerous stuff, but we should define fascist, right? It's important that we know what fascism actually is. If we're going to call people fascists, if they're going to call us fascists and we're going to say in return, no, you're the real fascist, then what is fascism? So Mussolini, who was the inventor of fascism, of political fascism, said that fascism meant everything inside the state, nothing outside the state, and nothing against the state. Okay, so everything inside, nothing outside, and certainly nothing against the state. So who are the fascists? Is it us or are you a fascist? Do you say that we want everything inside the state? We want all power consolidated at the federal government. We don't like it when people push back against federal government power. Like we love power in Washington. That's not us. Those are the Democrats. They want all power inside the state, right? And nothing outside of the state. They say the state should rule over everything. The state should rule over health care. The state should rule over insurance. The state should rule over the environment. The state should rule over education, your family. The state should rule over everything. So everything inside the state, nothing outside the state, and then nothing against the state. Who says that? Who's trying to silence free speech? Who's pushing back against the idea that people should be able to speak out against the state, right? The ultimate in First Amendment freedom as regard to speech is political speech, but the left doesn't like political speech and they want your political speech and my political speech silenced. All right, so I wanna give examples of these things instead of just making allegations about these things. The left makes allegations, we actually use real facts. So Biden just issued by his pen, right? Executive order, the bailout of student loans, the Biden bailout. This is the single largest uh, financial move by a president without Congress executive action in the history of the country. Estimates are it's at least half a trillion dollars, could be over a trillion dollars by the time it's all done. They even say they don't know how much it's going to cost. 
And so this is the federal government saying we can do anything we want, right? Everything is inside the state and nothing is outside the reach of the state. This is the way of the Democrat left, the new fascist Democrat party, everything inside the state, nothing outside the state. That's one way to look at it, right? That's Mussolini's definition, everything in, nothing outside the state. Biden went on this week to mock you and me, Second Amendment defenders. And he's done this before. It's really outrageous. What he's saying is, look, people like us say that a prime reason for the Second Amendment is to allow us to fight back against government tyranny if and when it should come, right? That's what we say. We know, you know, I know, that's what the founders believed. That's what the framers believed. And what he said is he essentially threatened to use the U.S. military against American citizens. He said, you need an F-15 to fight the U.S. government. I, I mean, I, I might like to own an F-15. <laughs> I'm not sure I would be able to fly one, but it seems kind of cool. But his point was like, your weapons don't work. Now this, by the way, coming from a president who just surrendered to a bunch of eighth century barbarians in Afghanistan, running around with outdated AKs, old Soviet style military equipment from the seventies and the 1980s. So apparently he thinks you need an F-15, which we had over there and Black Hawk helicopters, et cetera, et cetera. But really he got run out of town by, and just tucked tail and ran and cost at least 13 American lives, put 38 million people into starvation and deprivation because a bunch of people had AK-47s. But he says we couldn't fight if we needed to because we don't have an F-15. Look, so what he's doing is he's villainizing people who believe that they should be armed up to defend themselves eventually against an overreaching government. So again, vilifying your enemies because nothing is outside the state, everything's inside the state. And you and I, not allowed to be against the state. And here's another story that ties into this, nobody against the state, nothing against the state, which is we see now for sure, we know because of the Alex Berenson story, he, he was a guy that was reporting on COVID and Facebook and Twitter conspired with the federal government to censor. Basically, the government came to Facebook and Twitter and said, we want you to censor. And so that's what they did. So we know that story. Now, an organization called the NCLA, the New Civil Liberties Alliance, it's new because you had to replace the ACLU, which has become nothing but a shill for the Democrats. They have uncovered an army of federal bureaucrats who are coercing social media companies to censor speech. This story just out today. You can find it at nclalegal.org. The New Civil Liberties Alliance, the Attorney General of Missouri, and the Attorney General of Louisiana have filed a lawsuit that blows the lid off a sprawling federal censorship regime that will shock the conscience of Americans. The joint statement on discovery disputes in the lawsuit, State of Missouri, XRL Schmidt et al. versus Joseph R. Biden Jr. et al., reveals scores of federal officials across at least 11 federal agencies have been secretly communicating with social media platforms to censor and suppress private speech that federal officials disfavor. This unlawful enterprise has been wildly successful. Nothing against the state. They can't allow that, right? So in discovery, what they found is an army of federal censorship bureaucrats, including officials from the White House, HHS, DHS, CISA, CDC, NIAID, Office of the Surgeon General, Census Bureau, FDA, FBI, State Department, Treasury, and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission. Communications show that these federal officials are fully aware the pressure they exert is an effective and necessary way to induce social media platforms to increase their censorship. 
the head of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency even griped about the need to overcome social media companies' hesitation to work with the government. And this is incredible. This is an unprecedented rise in censorship. So when people ask who are the fascists, well, the fascists are people who want to censor speech. Have you tried to censor speech lately? Do we have any evidence whatsoever of Republicans or conservatives, libertarians trying to censor speech, speaking out in favor of censoring speech? No, we want more speech, even their kind of speech, even evil speech, even bad speech, even the kind of speech where they talk about they, they are pedophiles, right? And they like drag queen kids hours and they the speech where they post on hospital websites that they do... Um, hysterectomies, gender-affirming hysterectomies on 16-year-old kids. We don't say they shouldn't be able to say that. So we want to know. We want to know what they believe. See, for us, what they want for us is they want you to shut up. That's really what they want. They want you to just shut up, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to shut you up, including forcing these social media platforms or working with the social media platforms to shut you up. So again, let's recount. Fascism is everything inside the state. That means they believe in ultimate government power. Is that Republican? Is that conservative? Is that right wing? No, of course it's not. You've never heard anybody on the right talk about that. And then it's nothing outside the state where you say that, look, everything should be within government purview. Your entire life should be within government purview. Your health care should be controlled by the government. Your insurance should be controlled by the government. What kind of fuel you put in your car should be controlled by the government. What kind of paint you can paint your house with should be controlled by the government. How much water your toilet flushes should be controlled by the government. Your private property should be controlled by the government. Are those things that conservatives say? Are those things that Republicans say? Are those things that people on the right say? And the answer is no, of course not. Those are fascist things that the American left says, that the Democrat Party says, that President Joe Biden says. So everything inside the government, nothing outside the government, that's a pretty good summary of Democrat policy in America today. Well, that's fascism. And then the last element, according to the inventor of fascism, is nothing against the government. In other words, you should be villainized for being against the government. Are you against the government? I'm against the government. I don't like what the government's doing today. You see the shirt? This you can get at conventionofstates.com forward slash store. I will not comply. And then it says, I will not comply with the will of tyrants, right? So I believe that our government's become tyrannical. I'm not going to comply with their will, but they say we shouldn't be able to be against the government. Well, clearly I'm against the government, right? I believe in using Article 5 to call a convention to take power away from the federal government and give it back to the people and the states. So clearly what Joe Biden is saying, what Corinne Jean-Pierre is saying, what everybody on the Democrat left is saying today is people like you and me, we are enemies of the state because you're not allowed to be against the government. And clearly they are conspiring to shut us up. Right. The FBI. Remember, the FBI earlier this year labeled parents domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings and speaking up. That's what they labeled us. They remember they're going after Trump at Mar-a-Lago in an outrageous raid. Remember what they did to Peter Navarro, putting him in handcuffs and leg shackles and taking off an airplane. This is a professor in his mid 70s who is an economic advisor to the president. They could have had him turn himself in. But no, they're trying to intimidate us because in fascism, under the system of fascism, nothing 
is allowed that's against the state. So who are the real fascists in America? I mean, the, these are just facts. This is not my opinion. These are facts. Mussolini says, nothing outside, everything inside, and nothing against the state. And that is pretty much the mantra of the new fascist Democrat Party. And so if you want to know where fascism is in the United States of America today, it is at the heart, it is the soul, it is the root, it is the future of the new fascist Democrat Party. It's not you. It's not me. It's not even Trump. Whatever you think of Trump, he's no fascist. The fascists are Joe Biden, Corinne Jean-Pierre, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all these people that believe that they need to control everything you do. They don't like you. They don't trust you. They don't want you involved in government. They want you silenced. They don't want you part of the public discussion. You know what? We're not going to let them. What's our call to action? Get into action. Volunteer. Join. Be part of the fight. That's what we have to do if we're going to prevail against the, the new Democratic Fascist Party. That's what we're going to have to do. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. Okay, so this is what's going on. We know who the fascists are. We know who the fascists aren't. What's up with COS? Well, here's what's going on right now. Uh, what I'm focused on today, right now, getting ready for next week is I'll be in Pennsylvania at the end of the week. I'll be there with Senator Rick Santorum. We're going to be doing some town halls in Western PA. You can go to our website and get more details if you want to come along. And what we're going to do is we're going to beat back against the fascists who are opposed to Convention of States. And I hate to say it, there are some on the right, a small fringe on the right in Pennsylvania. It's a group called FOAC. I don't, that sounds like kind of a skin rash or something, but it's not. It's a group that claims to be a gun rights organization led by one of the more ignorant people I've ever had the opportunity to debate who says things are in the Constitution that aren't, doesn't know what's in the Constitution. And we're going to go there. We're going to go right in their home territory. We're going to invite their folks in. If you're a member of the Skin Rash Gun Rights Group, FOAC, please join us at our meetings in Western PA. And we're going to go there. We're going to talk first and foremost about election integrity and the reform of the system necessary to make sure we have clean elections in Pennsylvania. That's been made very hard by some people intentionally. I think the courts were really out of control in Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk about the reforms that are being done there, reforms that are being proposed, and how activists can get involved and help get those things done. And then, of course, we will be talking about Convention of States. And so I'll be there again with Senator Santorum. We're doing town halls Friday and Saturday. You can find out all about those at conventionofstates.com. So that's what's going on right now. I want to start doing a feature regularly, if we can fit it in, which is What's the top myth or some of the top myths going around about Convention of States? And this is one of my favorites, quite honestly. Apparently, according to the, those who oppose us, and this is stuff that comes from, honestly, crazy people on the fringe, apparently, we, and me personally, are supported by George Soros. That's apparently the deal. Apparently, George Soros is the major master mind behind what we do. So that means apparently not only has he gotten to me, and I have a pretty clear public record dating back to 20, uh, 2009 when I got involved in the Tea Party movement, but apparently me, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro, Glenn Beck, and on and on, Steve Dace, all of us, Pete Exeth, we've all either been co-opted by Soros. I don't know. Maybe they think he's paying us. I've been told that he's paying us, so maybe maybe that's what they believe. Maybe they believe all those people are being paid by Soros, or we're all so stupid that we've just been duped by Soros. 
Now, here's the thing. Five years ago on Good Friday, every single major leftist group in America signed a press release organized by George Soros' organization's Common Cause and Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, and they opposed Convention of States. It's literally now over 250 groups have signed on to this press release. So you've got La Raza, Planned Parenthood, MoveOn.org, Daily Cause, you name it, leftist groups all across America. You can find this at conventionofstates.com forward slash resources. Look up 230 orgs. You'll find the press release. They said they're against us, but you still have crazy people, some on the right saying, oh, they're really for us. And when I confront them with this, here's what they say. Oh, that's just a head fake. So they'll make you believe that they're against it. Yeah, right. In every legislature I go to now, you have left-wing lobbyists being paid uh, often through something called Arabella Group. That's a group they use to conceal the sources of their money. And they're being hired and paid for by leftist groups to lobby against us. This last session, Sierra Club lobbied against us. The League of Women Voters, I should call them the League of Communist Women Voters, lobbied against us. So you have all these leftist groups lobbying against us, and yet you have a few fringe people on the right, crazy people, saying that we are supported by the left. This is crazy. This is untrue. And it's one of the top myths that we face out there. So I just wanted you guys to know the truth about that myth. We're not run by George Soros. That's so ridiculous. All right, let's go to our favorite section where you guys get to ask questions, make comments. Again, remember, if you want to send in video questions, you can go to conventionofstates.com forward slash battle cry. And there you can record 30 second video questions. We'll play some of them if you want. You'll even be famous. Uh, or you can email your questions, which it seems like what most people want to do to battlecry at cosaction.com. Uh, let's see. Sherry Lynn Hammer says, if the president can only have eight years in office, why is it that everyone else in Congress and judges can make lifelong careers of it? I think that's a great question. That's why one of the parts of a convention of states under our resolution says that you can impose term limits on members of Congress and other federal officials. And that's important because it means staffers and bureaucrats and like FBI directors or how about uh, people like Dr. Fauci who've been in government for, I don't know, since the time of Benjamin Franklin and John Adams? We can term limit all of these people. And you are right. Term limits are appropriate for some. It seems like they'd be appropriate for all. Uh, Marsha Richmond says, what about the unelected bureaucrats? How do we get accountability out of these? I think I just said that, right? <laughs> Excuse me. We should have term limits, first of all, on unelected bureaucrats, unaccountable bureaucrats. Second of all, we shouldn't have them. A lot of what exists as what we now know as the administrative state, I believe, is unconstitutional. There's a great author writing about this, Philip Hamburger. Yeah, just like the sandwich hamburger. And he's written extensively about the administrative state. I don't remember the exact name of the book, but there's a short book on why the administrative state is unconstitutional. It is unconstitutional. One of the things we can do in a convention of states in limiting the scope, the power, and the jurisdiction of the federal government is to say, for example, nope, you can't have a department of education. You can't have the federal government involved in education. In any way, money, regulations, rules, not at all. That gets rid of the administrative agency the Department of Education, one of the biggest wastes and one of the most damaging departments in the federal bureaucracy. We don't need a Department of Energy. We don't need an EPA. The states all have this stuff. Why do we need a Department of Agriculture, the USDA, when we actually have agriculture departments of one kind or another in every single state? We don't. And I would argue they're unconstitutional and we can get rid of them by calling in convention of states. That's the real way to get control of the administrative agencies. 
Don Smith asked, Oklahoma has passed the needed legislation to call a COS. How long is that good for? Don, originally Oklahoma had what they call a sunset clause on there. I can't remember whether it was six years or what it was, but I think it was last session, might've been the session before they removed that sunset clause. So it stays in place until the rest of the states call. So that's an awesome thing. But I can tell you we have a fantastic team in Oklahoma as we do everywhere. And they're still in the fight. So they'll be in their legislature this year fighting on the things that they think are most important. I think they'll probably work on a commissioner selection bill. They'll probably work on other things in the legislature that are important to them. Maybe pro-life, maybe pro-Second Amendment, maybe pro-property rights, maybe election reform. Our activists are involved in all this stuff in every state. It's really up to them because we are a self-governing organization. So unlike a lot of grassroots organizations, grassroots in air quotes, where they tell their grassroots, hey, this is what you're doing next. That's not how we operate. Other than the call for a convention of states and passing our resolution, uh, which involves term limits, limitations, uh, fiscal limits on the federal government and limitations on the scope, power, jurisdiction of the federal government. Other than that, the states do what they want to do. And they come to us and say, these are the things we want to do. And then we provide them with the support, the logistics, the resources they need to be in the fight. So I'm going to close where I opened, which is we need you. Remember the old Uncle Sam needs you and he points at you? It's kind of like that. We need you. We are kind of the modern Uncle Sam. We're pointing at you. It's not, it's not the federal government that's asking for you, but we are asking for you to come step up and help rescue the country. The country's at stake. Do you have kids? It's their future. Do you have grandkids, nieces, nephews? It's their future. Even if you have none of those, you are the beneficiary of a legacy left to you by our founders who shed blood, by the framers who gave us this incredible constitution and this system of federalism, by all the men and women that have fought for these freedoms and preserved these freedoms that we hold so dear, you are the recipient of that legacy. And the question is, will we pass it on? Reagan said, you know, liberty is never more than one generation from extinction. Every generation has to fight for it. And the only question is, will we? Will we fight for it? Will we preserve liberty? Or will we sentence our children to take the first step into a thousand years of darkness? That's the truth. That's not an overstatement. You can see the darkness on our doorstep right now. You can see it in the new fascist Democrat Party and the way they want to silence your speech the way they want you pushed out of the public sphere, the way they demonize you and call you the enemy. That's what's coming to our doorstep right now. And only you or I and all of us together actually can fix that and keep that from happening and can make it right. And I believe that we can. Look, duty is ours, as John Quincy Adams said, but the results belong to God. But duty is ours. That means you have a duty to be in the fight. And I'm looking forward to being in the fight with you. I always appreciate you guys joining me on the Sunday Night Battle Cry. God bless you. Get involved. And we'll see you next week on the Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of the Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.